This is the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast, bringing you conversations about holistic health and wellness with local voices, so you can get to know the incredible experts we have access to right here in the Twin Cities. This episode of the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast is brought to you by Sage Mind and Body, locally made aromatherapy products hand-blended with organic, wild-harvested, and unsprayed essential oils. Head on over to sagemindandbodymn.com to browse their essential oil blends, bath salts, creams, salves, and salt scrubs. We especially love their Breathe Easy Blend and Calm and Clear Essential Oil Roller. Sage Mind and Body also creates and sells custom aromatherapy products for individuals, businesses, events, and more. So it's a great place to shop locally made custom gifts this season. They have generously offered 20% off to our listeners, so you can use the code WELLCONNECTED with a capital W and a capital C to enjoy 20% off your order at sagemindandbodymn.com. Welcome back to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Lily Zaborowski, and in this episode, I'm joined by Julie Deleen, a management consultant and developer of a system called Move as One. So this conversation is around how do we move in organizations, in groups, in a more co-creative way. She's been working with this system for over 20 years, and so she tells us about how it developed and what she's seen in teams, and we both talk about what we're seeing in terms of what's going on in these times right now, 2021, and what we see for the future of organizations and groups and how we can all move together in a way that's more reflective of nature, more like an ecosystem where we are all bringing our best to the group and the group is operating and moving as one. Well, Julie Deline, you are here on our podcast today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have this conversation with you. So let's start by talking about your background, because that's really what led you into the work you're doing today with the Move as One system. So you spent over 20 years in management, consulting, and you're also an experienced ballroom dancer. So do you want to talk about your background with these things and how you were inspired to create this move as one system? Yes. Excellent. I, um, yeah, I, I was a consultant shortly after I began my career working with uh, leaders and teams and really strongly in the facilitation, um, into strategic planning and leadership development and what I was finding um, through this process and personally that it was missing some of those pieces. This is in the, in the early 90s of more of our human nature um, aspects and this holistic view. Um, and as I started on my journey, I found mindfulness, I found the miracle of the breath, and then I started to apply those things as an amateur ballroom dancer. 
and found out that uh, being a good leader and a team member on the dance floor was pivotal to our success on the dance floor. I learned so much about leadership and teams um, in ballroom dance. And so I started to apply some of these concepts um, even further in my consulting and leadership development. Uh, so that's where it started. I, I launched on my own in 1998 um, as Move as One as this way of trying to congregate and move people together in this more co-creative approach, engaging people. Um, so mindfulness, co-creation, all that was, was kind of new at that standpoint. Um, even yoga was fairly young in 1998. I mean, young, young as in the as, US. <laughs> yeah, as far as the distribution yeah. of it. Um, so anyway, uh, and I, I believe it was young, especially in organizations and the concepts of it um, were was fairly young. Mm -hmm. So I saw this need to really bring this more holistic point of view uh, into our leadership and into our teamwork. Um, and that launched me into developing Move as One. And as anything, when you are aligned with something that's of greater purpose to you, all of a sudden things show up magically, synchronicity happens, um, you're, you're fed with new ideas and new solutions that align with that movement. And so it became kind of magical, you know, especially at different points. Um, it's not been magical the whole time because it's been you know, every 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 uh, challenge brings on more that I need to learn or integrate um, and understand. But yes, that's how it began. So, what is the Move as One system, and how is it being used today? The Move as One system is just a, a, a large, experienced system of different materials, pulling it together around how do we move as one? How do we move as one as, as an individual? How do we move as one as a team? And how do we move as one as an organization? And um, so it's used, I have been using it primarily with leaders and teams um, and I'm expanding it and using it in different realms um, as, as we'll talk about later. Mm -hmm. um, because it's universal and it's it's available and it's it's fun and it's something we all can relate to, and um, again I think there's so much great movement around yoga and mindfulness and holistic awareness, but how do we move it even further into our organizations? And um, just a side note: when I started, I was my my consulting job started at Arthur Anderson, um, a big six a long time ago. And at that time, we were concerned about women reaching um, leadership roles in there and why were they not reaching leadership roles. So we would have these meetings with the men partners and the women and talk about the differences and how do we understand our differences and how do we start to integrate um, and move forward as one. So uh, that is in our... Um, physical sense, you know, we're different, uh, but we have all these aspects within ourselves. So how do we integrate 
our more feminine side, our yin side, I like to refer to it. How do we integrate our yang side in our, um, our movement around how we work with leaders and teams? How do we balance life out and how do we balance out each other um, so that we can have a much more dynamic and engaged rather than hierarchical? So um, trying to move into the dismantling of old hierarchy and why those systems were in place and start to understand what our true nature is in co-creation and how do we move that forward? I think this is a topic that is getting so much more popular right now. And, and it's, it's exciting to me to see this. So it's cool to hear that you were already doing this work, you know, and started the, the move as one system like over 20 years ago then. Right. 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 Yeah. How are you feeling now about more people really bringing ideas forward in this realm? I think about like Adrian Marie Brown and emergent strategy, yes, right. similar, you know, like looking at how can we create as a community? What does collective care look like? Yes. Um, I'm, I'm so grateful and feel aligned. And I feel like I was a, a initial door opener, you know, just yeah. doing some things loose, but mostly was doing it for myself mm-hmm. um, because that's what felt good to me. And I will say um, what gave the, the, the um, foundation to the system, the move is one system came when I was studying at the wind and water school of feng shui mm-hmm. and found that the, uh, the system of nature um, and the five elements in particular uh, were, were completely aligned with what the process was that I was working with um, this moves process. And um, I was just grateful to have nature be the model because it starts to get us outside of our ego understanding of identities and get into this more natural um, approach to life and we can look out our window and see nature at work all the time and how it balances each other itself out and how it works together and how it co-creates and um, there's just a plethora of of wisdom in nature and um and and by the way the more that we integrate this wisdom within ourselves as holistic systems are showing us um we become healthier we become healthier and more grounded Mm -hmm. so again coming from that natural system and using that to grow our, our ideas and grow our teams and our organizations and get them in um, much more of this natural flowing kind of um, organic approach. Um, and I heard that over and over and over. Every time I'd work with a team, they'd say, boy, this feels so natural and organic. Um, and the point was I was trying to engage each member and have them, their wisdom come to the table um, and know that we need that, that all those contributions uh, for a fuller understanding and full, fuller co-creation. Yeah. Um, this is just so good to hear because I think a lot of people think of 
corporate America as being very hierarchical and not open to these kind of ideas. So it's, it's just really good to hear that you've been doing this work with corporate teams for 20 years. And Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you some stories of things that you've seen when people and teams play this game. So if you can share any examples of kind of what comes out of this. Yeah. So, so when I first started to bring this into organizations, the ones that picked me up the most were uh, nonprofit organizations and women led organizations. And so um, number of starting places, but uh, I'll talk about a, a very large church that was stuck and um, they hired me to work with their leadership team. And as we started to move through it, it was very uh, obvious that the head minister was kind of done with his role and wanted to retire. He just didn't have the passion. It was causing all kinds of havoc. And for them to identify that and start to move it out, move him on and find out how then to move the forward, move things forward. And one of the ways that I look at what does move as one do is where's the juice in the organization? You know, where's the life and how do we start to move that forward? Um, and uh, that happens with so many, so many teams. I was called into another uh, financial organization and they were stuck. And, and it was some of the team members that were just misaligned, um, completely misaligned. It happened again at a nonprofit mental health organization. And so it became really easy to come into organizations and just say, where are people moving as one? How are they um, aligned and where are they um, misaligned and these themes and these ideas of how to uh, move people to engage them just continued to show up over and over and over. The moves process continued to show up. And, uh, and then when I got to understand the move as one system more fully, I saw again, the elements had a way of showing themselves in people. Um, And so when the people would be misaligned or they'd be stuck in a certain space or certain element, you know, they wouldn't move their, their identity would get stuck, their um, positions would get stuck. And, um, and it comes back to the basic knowledge of mindfulness, which is we are a movement of nature. And the more that we can attune ourselves to this wisdom and know that we're we're always changing. Uh, we're never staying the same. And when we can start to move with this much more consciously, um, we become much more proactive. We are aligned. We understand where we get stuck. We understand where other people are stuck. It just, it helps for getting into this much more organic place of uh, moving and co-creating. Yeah. Another organization hired me when they were a new leader came in and it was a a 40 year organization. The new leader came in and knew she wanted to start over completely fresh, but pull in all the nuggets and, um, and develop a new team. Um, And so we worked together for two years, just uh, putting these elements into place and getting the team to be much more engaged and she knew who to hire and when to hire them and add to that whole movement. Um, and so that, that story was repeated many, many times uh, in, in different ways. 
Well, it sounds like it's really helpful for teams that are feeling stuck or if there feels like there's some stagnancy in part of the organization. And when there's a leadership, when there's a change, there's a disruption, there's a change in leadership. Um, Right now we're in a position of, there's just been, there's so much collective trauma and there's so much stress and there's so much separation. Um, so, uh, so those are some new challenges that I think are, um, make what I have been doing my even more important and, uh, relevant, um, to what is needed because we can get stuck so fast. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of like people holding on to stories or holding on to things and not talking it through or working it through. So do you have any examples that you've seen of people that maybe were really, you know, in a place of conflict or polarization within a team, or just there's a lot of animosity between people on a team for whatever reason? Do you have any stories of how this system can help break that down or help people move through that kind of conflict? Right, right. Well, what's what has the move is one system has evolved into, I created a game and I have 30 cards for each of the five phases. And each of those cards represent a different um, question or positioning. And what's fun about it is because each person then on a team when they're stuck can choose a card that's unique to them and they can answer in their, their own way and share if they want but it helps them to understand what their perspective is at each of these different um, five natural um, sources of information or sources of wisdom. So that makes it fun because they can pick a card and and it's kind of a fun way to answer a question or do an activity. Um, And um, it also gives a way of understanding other people on the team. So you can hear from others that's not putting the blame on each other. And it's um, really bringing something out from the inside uh, within each person. And when you start to understand each other and what they're dealing with and where they're at or how they're thinking about things, you know, you, you tend to our hearts open and we relax into getting to know each other better. Um, And so that's uh, that, you know, again, multiple stories, one just recent of a, of a team that was so on edge and stressed out way too much on their plate, too many clients to work through. Um, so they, you know, even for them to come together to have a conversation for two hours was like a big stretch. Mm. So um, to sit down and, and have some of those activities, um, in the second phase, we, we do a lot of opening techniques. And one of the cards is just simply laugh together, um, spend some time just laughing. And uh, the point behind that is to get to the source of our energy, the breath behind us and the breath behind our, our thinking. And when we can open that up and free it up and have a little fun, I saw 
the leader cry. <laughs> I mean, not that we want to always do that, but she just melted. Mm -hmm. And there was parts of her that melted so that she was open and much more available. Um, one of her team members then looked at her and said, wow, I feel so connected to you. I feel, I feel your hearts, you know, and I can understand what you're dealing with. So it put them in a whole different dynamic. And she was the newest person on the team. Mm -hmm. um, and then from there, you know, when they're a lot more open and being um, aware and present to who they are right now, that's when ideas start to flow. That's when ahas come in and insights come in and not something that's being forced. Um, when I was working in strategic planning, you know, they worked really, really hard on creating a five-year strategic plan and it would sit on the shelf and not be, you know, statistics show only, you know, 60% of that was actually worked on. Right. And a lot of it sat on the shelf. So how to be in the moment in that co-creative um, experience of, of knowing here's what we can do and where we're at and how do we move forward and doing that from a much more balanced position. Yeah. So why do you think a co-creative approach is so important? You know, I don't think... Uh, anybody that's coming in the workforce. First of all, in the, in the 80s and 90s, there was a whole empowerment movement um, with uh, you know, the coaching programs that came out, um, but just giving people that voice to say you can create. You know? And so that was a big movement in the 80s and 90s. It, it, it set off a whole 45% of the population is now not in organizations they're entrepreneurs and they're freelancers and what a world we live in all this freelance opportunity, you know, that we get to create and make money um, in different ways. So, um, so we've got this whole movement of people really being aware of their creative abilities um, and being much more empowered, uh, empowered in many, many ways. So uh, with that, the only way to engage people right now is to say, are you aligned with this movement? Um, do you want to work on this effort? Does this feel like the right um, job for you? Is this the right project for you? Um, and do you have the right gifts to add to this project? So we're not under this, of this old model of saying you need to do this or we're not going to pay you, you know, people won't put up with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Who would? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Especially this last year. I mean, we're seeing, you know, the quote unquote, the great resignation, people right. saying no to being overworked and not paid enough. Right. Um, so I agree. I think we're at this point where it's very right. important for companies and organizations to engage people in that way. Um, wh so where do you think it's going though? I'd love to just draw on your experience of like, how have you seen these organizations change over the years and where do you think that trajectory is headed right in the future? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, a, a big, huge question. I, what I want to step back and say is, um, 
right now, you know, we've had this whole empowerment movement um, that has mixed things up and taken us into the, this world of chaos. Um, but we are truly in a world of chaos right now. And there's so much um, transformation. We don't know which end is up half the time. So taking, um, taking pause to be really centered with our, our essential selves and um, using that as our way forward, mm -hmm. um, I believe is our, our light forward. Um, so the more that we can empower it, you know, there's still a whole ton of people who would just love to relax into just give me a paycheck, you know, tell me what to do and, and I'll do it. So my thing is to understand how we need all of them. We need all the elements we need. We need the caretakers and the people who will come to work and do some of that and support but they should be compensated and cared for in the same way that the idea people are and the, the ones that are leading the organization. So having a, a lot more understanding of the whole system mm -hmm. and, and how each person contributes to that whole system in order for it to uh, really move, um, that'll make for things to be so much more engaged and co-creative. Yeah. I was just talking with a few people in the wellness space over the weekend about how during this transition time where you mentioned, it just feels like so chaotic. It feels yeah. like don't know exactly where this is all going to land, but we kind of came to the conclusion as a group that it's really about doing that personal work and anchoring yeah. into your true nature and understanding your gifts and understanding the best way that you operate within a group and within a system so that you are ready when this ideal future happens right. where we learn how to better co-create as a society, um, in businesses at that more macro level. Right. Um, and so just starting, you know, very small, but understanding that by starting small, we can have this ripple effect and it can become big too. You know, Lillian, I love you for what you're doing because you are the model for what's moving next. And the cooperatives and coming together as members, um, that is a model that is grounded in co-creation each person has to be first of all know their their gifts and be excited about it and they just want to join with like-minded people mm -hmm. um, and how do we do this and how do we share some of the things we don't like to do like marketing or you know caretaking or you know whatever it is but um the models of the future i think are those types of cooperative organizations. And, um, and it really requires each person as we come to the table and understand what is our essential nature? What are my gifts to bring? And how do I wanna contribute? And then find common pools of people um, to orchestrate that. But we are, that's, we are just waking up all over the place, you know. Yeah. So you're you're a great example of a model moving forward. Um, Thank you. 
Yeah. <laughs> Learning as we go here. <laughs> But I, that's the vision, right? It keeps it fresh and it keeps it alive. Yeah, I love that. So you are available to support teams in like a business setting, an organizational setting. Have you applied this to a family setting or other teams kind of outside of those bigger arenas? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely um, my business partner, Rada and I are starting to teach others how to be facilitators in this way. And that helps to, um, first of all, empower people that are change agents of some sort, uh, whether they're change agents as a healer or they're change agents as consultants um, to, to help empower them with a system. And then also working with um, leaders and managers and organizations to help them so that they start to infuse within their organizations this type of concept and model and way of being. And it's, it's conceptual, it sounds conceptual, but we have very practical steps. And um, again, using nature as our model um, and just pulling it back to that, uh, to that awareness. Um, so I talk about the move is one system of having the energy the actions, um, and then the awareness that comes out of it. Um, so we are working to empower other facilitators and uh, our program, our next cohort will be starting um, in March of 2022. Um, and that can be all found on my website, the, our, our website moveas1.com. Mm -hmm. We can link that in the show notes too. So it's easy for people to click through. Um, so, oh, you were, you were asking about using it with other um, communities and efforts out there. Um, for, first of all, I use it with my family a lot <laughs> and with my partnership a lot. Um, just the other night we were really stuck and Jerry and I picked cards just to get to a deeper understanding um, and where we were stuck and, as soon as we got past, like we identified where we were stuck, um, we got past it. Then, then the ideas started to bubble up about what, what do we want to do and how do we move forward now? So I use it with my family often. And um, I, I have done it in lots of different circles with women, um, women groups, uh, wise women and money, I'd call them, and having conversations about, you know, how to be in your essential nature and still make money and knowing your relationship to money and um and moving that forward uh, so it can apply be applied in many different community settings rada is using it um as well and she's got a number of um, change agent groups that she facilitates um and so she incorporates it there great so if people are interested and curious, they could go to your website and find out any newer workshops that are happening or reach out to you to, to work one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I am doing a group uh, starting out the new year of 2022 called Moving in the New Year. And that's primarily focused on uh, the movement of it. Um, so this integrates you know, as I said, the energy, the action, and the awareness, um, I integrate a lot of movement based on, um, you know, how we, how we talk, 
how we move, how we connect with each other is all relevant um, in this whole system. Great. Is there anything else that you want people to know about the Move as One system or what you do as a consultant? So what I, I wrote a book um, and it's a great um, outline of this approach. And it began when I was in consulting at a large um, Fortune 500 company and seeing how people were stuck and um, what I wished for them and turned into this moves process. So I wrote a little to understand this process. Again, we're a movement of nature and we are a process always changing and evolving. Um, I created this rhyming poem and let me read it to you as a way to end it or to continue our conversation. So M stands for map, a clear picture of me of where I am now and how I came to be. O is for open, a beautiful phase to let go and let nature clear out the haze. V is a vision that sets forth my path of who I am becoming and all that I have. E for engage to take one dot at a time, move my vision forward and all will be fine. S to sustain a structure of support put into practice and new habits will form. For now I'll be patient, a road map is set, just follow when lost and my dreams will be met. Each time I cycle through perhaps a new storm, new vision arises and takes on more form. It then begins again as I reach a new place, break open the map, be gentle, set pace. Oh, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So um, as you can see, it's really grounded in mindfulness and being present in the moment, gaining connection to your own presence and your wisdom. Mm -hmm. So the game is called Your Wise Moves. Nice. Mm -hmm. How can people access the game? They can go right to yourwisemoves.com. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's fun. And hopefully having a lot more public uh, conversations in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, right now, it'll probably still be online um, until we move into some other ways of being. Well, great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Julie. Yeah, fabulous to be here. I'm grateful for all, like I said, all that you do and the new structure of the models that you're bringing forth, um, the way you're connecting people integrating them. I appreciate your work. I really do. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Likewise.